This is the Right Guys Podcast, where we thank, love, and appreciate all of our veterans. And now your hosts, Josh Hammerling and Max McGuire. Welcome back. Another edition of the Right Guys Podcast. I'm Max McGuire here, as always, with Mr. Producer Josh Hammerling. Observed Veterans Day. Veterans Day is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. 11-11. Do you know why it's 11-11? Uh, the 11th hour on the 11th day mm-hmm. of the 11th month yep. of uh yeah oh, oh, i'm losing it <laughs> i'm losing it the armistice there. for world war one that's right that's right yeah the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month is when the front lines fell silent in the trenches in world war one uh, and that became veterans say really easy to remember 11 11 make a wish um well, we, we respect and, and honor and thank all of our veterans, everyone listening, everyone who doesn't listen to the podcast and just has, has served, um, eternally thankful. It, we want to talk a little bit about the military today because it's interesting. The, the way that I can tell that the Biden administration is preparing to go to war is that there's been a pretty dramatic shift in the Pentagon's attitude advertising strategies Hmm. so this past year surprising no one all the military branches have had some of the worst recruiting numbers ever ever ever. fewer and fewer people are actually volunteering to go into the military and for the longest time they were doubling down on woke ideology um, trans ideology Diversity, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion. But you can tell that they have, (laughs) they've departed from this with everything going on in the world. Ukraine, Israel, we got Mm -hmm. attacks on U.S. military bases seemingly every day now. The Iran proxies are attacking U.S. military bases. Everywhere, ships. Have you seen the latest ad from the army? The one where it's all diversity and super inclusion, where no, we gotta no, no, have no. discussion about. This is the that's one where they're out. this is the one where it's all white dudes doing doing cool stuff. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it up. This yeah, is go ahead. Let's play it. Let's this, see it. This is this is what they've they've transitioned to now, realizing that a war is coming. All of a sudden, it seems that they admit that they need war fighters now. Oh. Here's the latest ad out of the army. Wow. Well, ooh. Jumping out of a helicopter. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The greatest victories are never achieved alone. Huh. Be all you can be. U.S. Army. Huh. Josh. There was not there was not a black lesbian to be found in that video. No, we're close. I, I don't know what's going <laughs> there on. Was, Max, there was a... not there was not a single transgender soldier in that video. No BIPOC. None of that. No. It was a it no. was a Chinook helicopter full uh-huh. of white dudes. All all of them white. Maybe maybe, maybe there's a Hispanic hidden in there somewhere. Maybe. But maybe. Maybe the all pilot. white. J- jump Jumping out of helicopters, pulling the parachutes, and uh-huh. smiling as as they land on the ground. As they land, and then, uh, instead of join the army to be part of the most inclusive fighting force ever, it's be all created. you can be. 
wow, they're back to that. That was like the eighties all over again. You know, felt very reminiscent. We're of going to war. We're going <laughs> to war. Well, here's the thing, Max, is that usually when you market to a group, you kind of put the people that you want in the commercials, right? Yes. And suddenly I'm guessing that they realize they don't have any white guys that have joined the, the army lately. And it, it's time to like maybe kick up that recruitment because, you know, I'm thinking that a bunch of uh, millennial snowflake transgender super letter people aren't the best warriors to put on the battlefield. You know what I mean? The super letter people. <laughs> yeah, the super letter people. Let's go with super letter people. I like that. That's funnier. Super letter people. So they desperately uh, want white people to join class. the military again, right? I mean, recruitment's got to be. They desperately do. Yeah. I mean, I what are recruitment numbers looking like around the country? I got to imagine they're low. In fact, I know some people that are of military age who are putting it off to see what the next administration looks like before they enter the military. And that's that that and, might not be the only case around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just to put that in perspective, that's the latest ad out of the army. This is the infamous Emma ad that came out, I think, one or one and a half years ago. Mm. Let's uh, upload. Give me a second. Upload it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see um, this one. Just a complete night and day difference. So we've got different races of people. cartoon action here we go the column this is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's patriot missile defense systems i'm just going to shake my head cuz i know what's about to what's about to happen it begins in california with a little girl raised by two moms this is emma emma Although I had a fairly typical childhood, typical. It's a typical childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ballet, yeah, yeah. played yeah. violin, I also marched for equality. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like to think I've been good. defending freedom from an early age. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I like that. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again. But she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Eventually standing wow. at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. College in the world. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. This and Disney? after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. What calls you? It ends with. Wow. Go Army, Army. the calling. Is that the first time you've seen that? That is the first time I've (laughs) seen that. That is. Oh, that that made the rounds like a year and a half ago. 
Um, I don't ever recall seeing it, but man, it's uh, it's it's well produced. What's crazy is they had to probably I, I, a lot of cartoon footage because yeah. there wasn't any real footage. I I I believe it's a real it's a real soldier. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that I get. Which which thank you for your service. But the whole part of this, I had a fairly typical childhood. Two mommies marching for for women's rights at the age of six. Yeah, I've been fighting for freedom um, since I was young. Yeah, um, sorority girl. Didn't know they weren't free, but that that's okay. That that's a wow. that's a typical army. Uh, it is uh, a typical soldier story. Hmm. I don't know. Is it, she a frontline just, fighter? Putting that well, she says that she mans Patriot missiles. Oh, that's um, right. which is, is it's great, right? Cool. But to present that as like recruiting, uh, I don't know. Like on the one hand, you know that that's not the typical kind of person that joins the army. No, no. I but mean, it also it, reflects a very deliberate attempt to fill the army with people like that, which that's fine. But it's just. Very counter to what the army is, yeah. And as shown by the by the ad we played at the beginning, um, night and day, what army recruiting usually looks like. Are you at all surprised that the army had some of its wor- its worst recruiting years after it made that wow. the face of its recruiting program? Well, it doesn't surprise me. One, it makes me wonder what. You know the 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 readiness of our army are looks like right now. You know what I mean? If uh, if levels are low and the the most frontline fighters are are you know 110 pounds of pure killer, then we're gonna do great, right? But usually it's the the men from the south who who comprise the majority of our our, our standing armies, Marines, yeah. Army, military, you name it. They all come from the southern states and. It just kind of blows me away that there was this huge shift from inclusiveness to join the army because we need you or we're going to war. I, I mean, did they just flat wrong. out say we're going to war? There's nothing wrong with, with people of all walks of life, all um, all ethnicities, races, sexual orientations. Nothing wrong with you joining the military. No. It, it seems very weird for the United States military the world's greatest fighting force to prioritize to press. Sorry. I, I sat on my it's wallet and triggered my tile um, to prioritize recruiting people because of their sexual orientation, because of mm-hmm. their race, mm-hmm. gender, ethnicity. We have, we have some more things to, sh- to talk about, but that was, that was the army's recruiting. Hmm. Um, have you? I, I love these episodes where I'm able to just throw things at Josh and get his earnest reaction to seeing things for the first time. Yeah, and I haven't um, watched a lot of these recruitment videos. I haven't because it just doesn't like it doesn't tickle me, right? Yeah, <laughs> Nothing that's that I look for. Uh, listen, listen. The next thing I'm about to show you doesn't tickle me either. Oh, doesn't tickle me either. This is Joshua oh. Kelly. Oh, Joshua Kelly um, became the face this past year of the Navy's recruitment. Seems like a, a a pretty good dude, right? Yeah. Seems like a strapping young man. See him here in uniform. Yeah. Makes complete sense why you'd want this person to be the face. He's a very personable face. Good looking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Looks pretty confident. Tall, dark, handsome, all of it. The problem is that they weren't actually looking for a Joshua Kelly. They were looking for his alter ego. 
<laughs> wow. Close together well. <laughs> Harpy Daniels Harpy is the Daniels. alter is the alter ego of Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly um dresses up as a woman and performs in drag. So the Navy wanted him not because he represented a strapping young man who could reflect what the Navy typically is um, because he oh. dresses up as a woman. And you can see here, this is one of the photos of <laughs> Harpy Daniels, the alter ego of Joshua Kelly. Make America free. And it says, my body, my choice, pro-choice. As you know, Josh, abortion, a woman's issue. Uh-huh. But... Uh, apparently Joshua Kelly slash Harpy Daniels can weigh in on that because uh, he puts on a wig, wears makeup, and wears dresses. Interesting. I thought you had to have a uterus for that, but nope, no, nope, it's changed. Men have babies. Men oh, have no. babies now. You bigot. Really? You bigot. Where does it come out? <laughs> you bigot. Max, I thought we wanted people that blew stuff up and break things in the army, right? Yes. Don't we want them to go out there and just start pointing rifles and set things on fire yes. and push lines and, and do all the amazing things that we saw in like World War II and Vietnam and you know be badasses in the field. I, I, I is, is this guy also like on the, the the entertainment side? I mean, does it go out to the the soldiers in the field? Is this a recruiter too? I'd be interested oh, to oh. see how they they do with that. Um, I mean, this isn't this isn't just um. This isn't just recruiting. Joshua Daniels, aka Harpy Daniel, uh, Joshua Kelly, aka Harpy Daniels, actively puts on drag shows in the Navy as well. So it's not just an outward facing. Um, this cross dressing drag queen also performs on. It looks like ships. It looks like inside of a ship. Look at this face. I just um. Look at this person. Not very excited no, about this. No. no. Um, it, how many people were <laughs> under orders to be there and watch for the picture? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You will all report at 0700. Yeah. <laughs> you will watch the man dance in a dress. You <laughs> will. And it, it doesn't help that this like plays into so many of the stereotypes about the Navy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this had to be the Navy. They couldn't have done uh, this in the Air Force, but no, it had to be the Navy. And I apologize to any Navy veterans yeah. um, watching this. Um, I am as uh, weirded out by this as you probably are. It just, like, it, this been... is as far, this is as far away from a fighting force as we can, as we can get. Yeah. I would rather see like games where they're playing, you know, fake war against each other. Because that's something I'd be able to sell to somebody, right? You want to join? This is the big guns you get to play with, the explosives, the grenades. I mean, that's why I, yeah. I would want to join. I want to shoot some big guns. I want to jump out of helicopters and learn how to fight. I mean, plus the athleticism that's required for a lot of these 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 people that join, right? I mean, it, they're there because they're like the, the physically best. You know, we want our strongest out there. And, Josh, when they're dressed the up diverse, like that, I don't, I don't get damn it. Damn it, Josh, bigot, Josh. No. Our diversity is our strength. Our diversity is our strength. I don't need diversity. You know that. I need a strong back that can hold a machine gun, right? <laughs> That's what all we need in the army. The last I checked. Josh, never... you, you need to check your privilege right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. As, as, as we just, as we just saw it. in the news this week, 
Olympic champion, quote, my testicles don't make me less of a woman. <laughs> Josh is dying. <laughs> I almost spit on my water and I did not want that on the computer. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I got to read that again. My testicles don't make me less of a wo woman. Yes. But if you yeah. have testicles, doesn't that technically make you a man? Josh, you bigot. <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm not making a statement. It's a question, Max. The last thing I checked. Like, oh, Josh, you bigot. And you don't Josh, have Josh, you have no place in the modern world. I don't. <laughs> I told you I wasn't cool, but this just blows my mind. Like, my testicles don't make me less of a woman. No, it doesn't make you a woman at all. Can I say that anymore without getting fired from a job or, you know, burned in the streets for it? Oh, I can't have an opinion uh, on that. So everyone I go guess. ahead and, and comment in the comment sections or the chat. Um, tell Josh oh, to goodness. stop being a bigot. Oh, we lost Josh's camera. Camera, the camera. I'll fix that. Let's, it's on my side there. I was reaching for the Bible. And uh, <laughs> next thing <laughs> I know, this I'll, camera. I'll remove myself. Uh. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. Oh, he's going to have to come back. Um, but no, this is this is real. All of this is real in the military. And it's why they've had some of the worst recruiting years ever. That they've spent the Biden administration trying to actively trying to fill the military's ranks with people who are really only there because they add little check boxes for the diversity. I'm trying to find the section that deals you won't with, find it. with um Well you're looking for Leviticus. Is that where it's are you're, Chances are you're looking for Leviticus. Right, so I mean, that, that's old school. For. Leviticus is old school. That women can't even I can't go pants. back to that anymore? I can't use this as a reference no. book for anything? Like, what about like a history book? Does that count? <laughs> Does it... I, I, I want to play a little bit just to show you what, what's been going on. Because it's not just the face of it being drag queens and look at this typical American childhood, two mommies. Um, this is something that the army put out. A discussion on diversity in the military. Nice little music. Good morning, everybody. I'm Command Sergeant Major Brian Hester, United States Army Central Command Sergeant Major, and I'm coming from you from Shaw Air Force Base, South Carolina. This morning, I'd like to introduce you to my squad. This is my squad. It's a diverse group of people that have come together, that are grounded in the Army values, our mission, and taking care of each other and building trust. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about diversity. We're going to talk about equality and we're going to talk about inclusion. And really, at the end of the day, we're going to tell you why our people matter and why we matter and you matter to the United States Army. All right. So um, someone needs to tell him blink twice if you're being held hostage and forced to say this against your will. <laughs> and, and blink once. If you want us blink to once. Yeah, blink, blink twice if you want us to rescue you. Um, you'll notice he accidentally said equality. Equality is not the word. It's equity. 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> blink twice, blink twice if they're holding you against your will. Um, I, I think this is the next one. Okay. Yeah, this is the Air Force. With your look around the Air Force, I'm Staff Sergeant Britt Crowley. The newly established Office of Diversity and Inclusion is looking at the strategic impact of equity for airmen, guardians, and their families. The office evolved from the Department of the Air Force's Task Force on Diversity and Inclusion and is charged with identifying and changing policies and procedures that could... You see how many of them are wearing masks? <laughs> the virtue signaling is like... You can but hear like, the, the virtue radar. Just, <laughs> just so we're clear, 
this is completely staged. Yeah. Right here, you have a, a man, a white man. We are all people, and then a woman of color holding up a sign that says "Peace, Love, and Equality." But she is wearing a surgical mask. This is not because she was required to wear a surgical mask to make it safe. That is because she is actively being presented as a caricature of an Air Force um, en enlisted woman, right? To encourage the people who like to wear masks to enlist as well. Yeah. And it's not just her. If you watch, diversity and inclusion, and it's then you have what looks like a Hispanic male. Mm -hmm. Saying we all bleed red, but also wearing a mm -hmm. mask, a face, diaper, whatever you want to call identifying it. Identifying and changing policies and procedures that could unfairly affect Love each underrepresented other. members oh. of the air and space forces. In a recent video for Black... What does forgiveness mean? I don't know. Like, I, forgiveness would mean that I've done something wrong and I'm asking for it. They, but what they have I done have... wrong? Why, what am I, what am I asking The white for? woman... The white woman is holding up a sign that says forgiveness. Everyone else is saying we're all equal. We all bleed red, love mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And they give her a sign that says forgiveness. Um, what? She's sorry for being white? What is she sorry for? That's what it has to be. She's apologizing for being a white woman. I don't know her orientation. Don't History care. But, the 502nd no. Air Base Wing. It takes masks. all of us another face. Look at all these masks. Oh my wow. god! Like only this... two people in the whole thing don't have one on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my! Wow. Talk about the virtue signaling, right? This has to be what? at the height of the pandemic, right? Or just after or before? This is not 2020. It said representation matters. It says unity builds strength. I am an ally. One Hashtag one better side. together. I Mikasa heart you. Mikasa Mikasa stronger together. No ha. hate, peace, love, equality. This is messed well, up. Man, Chief Master oh, another mask. Whoa. Wendell Snyder talked about the challenges the Air Force Barely has covers his face. for diversity. Another mask, inclusion. more masks. Ooh, wow. matches his the uniform. Air Force has no masks. No masks. Well, they're so, outside masks. They're outside and they're sunshine. Yeah, but no masks. No masks. We have more work to do to get after racial disparity mask, 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 in force. Mask. They're all masks. It's important to say it. I think it's important to, to call it like it is. And then our leaders at the highest level are going to do their part, but truly it's going to take everybody. Look at this. Wait, what is this? This I is teaching people in the Air Force how to recognize racism. Making the American dream a reality. It says overt racism, which they call lynching, hate crimes, blackface, swastikas, neo-Nazism, burning crosses, police brutality, racist jokes, racial slurs, KKK slavery. And then it gets into microaggressions, which is I'm having a hard time seeing this. Let me see if I can zoom in. Yeah, that's, further. it's just hard to read as it is no matter it's, what. But it's a ton. Mm -hmm. It's a ton. Yeah. Treating children of color as adults. Um, prioritizing white voice experts. Cultural what? appropriation. Um, tokenism. Food deserts. Food deserts. Food deserts. Oh my, oh my God. Josh, Next. food deserts are what happens in inner cities mm -hmm. when 
crime forces bodegas and corner stores to close down because they can't make money because they're either being robbed constantly or people aren't buying anything. So they can't actually be in business there. So they close up and leave. It's like when you see Target stores shutting down because of just shoplifting. And they say that's racism. No, that is economics. That's what happens yeah. when you lose more money than you gain. It affects your local economy. Those, those things just won't be there and they won't be present, which means that most people will spend money on fast food, which usually replaces it, which means that it's bad diet. It's bad nutrition. It's, it's bad all around. And it, they've been forced out. And since when? So saying that we prior, like, folks are prioritizing the white voice, voice experts by saying that you can't have a white voice expert is on its face racist, right? Because you're saying one group can't put its opinion out there because of just the color of their skin. Not just Which, that. You yeah. actually, in this list of microaggressions, I'm trying to read it. It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. It says, expecting people of color to teach you how to be anti-racist. Believing that we're post-racial. Yeah. This is... We're not even halfway through this. Uh, the time is now. I don't think we can miss this opportunity. Oh, to... oh my gosh. This, if you asked me what is the Air Force, I, I would, the first thing I would guess would be black women dancing, holding up a black power fist. Oh. Yeah. Which, thank goodness, in the back row, we seem to have a black queen, according to what her shirt says. Yeah. Um, this, this feels like the way to get to the People most to join the fighting Air force. force. Look yeah, at bet. the processes that we have. Oh. She's got red hair? That's allowed? Ah, that's interesting. I was under the impression that you couldn't just dye your hair pink no. in the military because no. you want to. Or wear gigantic hoop earrings. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's not These part are... of the professional uniform. That's not allowed, right? It's completely against the traditional uniform standards. Completely wow. against. Now, now that might not be someone in the military. That might be a consultant brought sure. in. Just wearing um, a jacket, right? In place. Yeah, and but it's... Ways to being represented as such. The emphasis oh, on oh that's... That's the... Josh, that, yeah. that's how you fight a war in the air. Absolutely. As you hold a on picture, to each other, as you jump out the A picture of of four different hands each a different shade of brown all holding each other that that's is beautiful. that's how we win wars in the 21st century wow wow they're really ahead of the curve it sounds like uh, before we move on to this stuff you know you you talked with veterans right i mean you, we've yeah. talked to, i have one in particular that i've talked to for many many years he was in the army during vietnam and uh, he said at the time, just because you, you joined, there was already a lot of diversity. There was black, there was all brown, you name it, that was in there. And what you quickly learned in war, especially in the Vietnam theater, is that you didn't care the race of the person next to you. You didn't care yeah. about their sexual orientation. What you counted on was your brother fighting for you in that, in that war. Yeah. Right. And then this is during like the 1960s, right? When, you know, mm -hmm. there was still a lot of bigotry yeah. that was out there. And he, I was told by this individual, he was blown away by how non-racist people were because you, you had to rely on that person. 
Yeah. And the army became the place where it, they just naturally became less racist because you had to spend your time, live with those individuals, eat with those individuals, bleed and die and fight with them. You know, they became your brothers. And it's amazing the number of stories he had where he said, you know, it was just me hanging out with a bunch of black guys. And he was like the middle of nowhere yeah. country white boy dude. And they didn't care because they were all there as part of the same team. So they're yeah. trying to say that we want a more diverse group, but when in reality it was already there by virtue of having to rely on those standing next to you. So I, what really I changed? Was, was there a problem? Yeah. I was reading something the other day and it was a scholar. I tried to find it again. It was a scholarly article um, condemning the U S military during world war II for being, for not embracing complete diversity and the things that they cited what were um the fact that asian americans were deliberately not deployed to the pacific theater and they treated this as a form of discrimination and racism when in reality that was done to ensure that when american soldiers were storming these islands that they didn't mistake someone next to them for the Japanese enemy. Mm -hmm. So Asian American soldiers were whenever possible deployed to Europe so that they wouldn't be mistaken for the enemy. Mm -hmm. That is being presented as racism where it's explicitly being done to make sure that there isn't friendly fire. It's just, it blows my mind. It completely yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> What do you say to that stuff? We're trying to make sure that we don't have losses and there's accidents in war. And we're trying to protect our soldiers based on it. I mean, if you look hard enough back, so you can find racism in anything, or at least oh, yeah. try to create racism, especially with people who write scholarly papers and or involved oh, in yeah. anthropology who, who find, yeah. you know, create bigotry in places. That Micro, microaggressions, microaggressions. I heard that for the first time when I was in college and I'm like, what does that even mean? Your micro, that's a microaggression. I'm like, it's just you being stupid. Me telling you the truth is what it ended up happening. But yeah. I forget the example. What's it's the accusation. It's the accusation that you are inherently racist and yeah. that everything you do is built off of racism. And even if it isn't overt racism, like burning a cross on someone's front yard, mm -hmm. it is nevertheless racist. Um, which is a, a maddening, maddening idea. I want to play this clip because uh, after the news about the cross-dressing Navy recruiting, like face of the recruiting campaign, after that broke, a reporter actually asked the Pentagon spokeswoman whether all the other branches were planning to roll out drag queen cross-dressers. <laughs> and her, her response, um, her non-answer was, was pretty funny. Let's, let's listen to it. Uh, can you, this... Uh, this drag queen recruiting initiative, is that strictly a Navy project? Are you going to have the other services also She's nervous. involved? Is there going to be an Army drag queen, Air Force drag answer queen this. sort of thing? Is it strictly a Navy project? Well, what? I would say first, and I'm at the, the top just looking at this holistically, we are incredibly proud of so proud. those who decide to serve, and uh -huh. that's every young American who decides to, ter to serve and to take the oath. Um, huh. to put their line on the line in defense of our country. Um, line on the again, line. Again, the, yeah, the, the line program line. I believe that you're referring to was the Hunter Navy Biden Digital line. Ambassador Program, which was a pilot outreach effort. It was not a recruiting effort. Uh, for more information on that, I would direct you to the Navy. Um, but this pilot program has concluded. Yeah. 
and the Navy is evaluating the program and how it ex exists in the future. It wasn't recruiting. It was a pilot program. Come on. It was not Come a pilot. On. It was marketing all the way. It was saying join yeah. because you are X. How's that not a recruiting video? It's 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 plain as day, man. Wow, but at least she she got a really good answer off there. Like when you can answer a question without answering a question, she's gonna have a job in like the White House before you know it. Like on the press corps, maybe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just saying. The, Just saying. The, the, when you can when you can take a question that's basically when can we express the marine when can we expect the marine drag queens to be on a billboard um and, yeah. and give that response to such a ridiculous premise but based on facts apparently yeah. um now she she has she has a bright future in the spin department oh, yeah. in the democrat she party. does um she's good she's got it all the <laughs> less uh less adept at spinning are the actual brass in the military the generals who have to go before congress and answer for all of this they are not trained in how to explain the fact that they have drag queens promoting recruitment or that they have scholarships in which only demisexual and demigender applicants can apply. Here's a clip of Matt Gates um, questioning one of those generals about why the there is a scholarship, a fellowship, where only demigenders can apply. Demigender? Sir, that's a, uh, that a, a term of the people that are eligible for that particular scholarship that yeah, is available to, it's a person who looks at their gender in a, in a, different, uh, a different way than I do, sir. Well, sure, that's all so, of these people. You're a cisgender man. You don't even get to apply. Well. Do you know what gen demigender really means? I, I'm not really oh, sure, sir. <laughs> right. So do you know what agender means? All one word, not a space gender, but a gender. Uh, sir, I don't. Right, so here we are pushing a fellowship, calling for people that you don't even know what the words mean, and the number one group of people, the cisgender men, are excluded. In the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, should we be pushing programs that we can't define that exclude the largest group of service members? What is a, sir, what is a demigender? Uh, I, I, don't I don't even know, know what that means myself. After he had praised the program as being essential. Um, here, here, here's another one. Here's another one. Uh, I believe is asking why there's a deliberate effort not to recruit white people. I'm Senator Schmidt, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, good morning, General. General, do we have too many white officers in the Air Force? Senator, what I really look at is the quality of all the officers that we have, and, and, and we look at the, the aspect of everyone who's qualified. Um, meets, the, uh, meets the qualifications, uh, is, is promoted. And what well, I think, agree with you, but that, that, is, that answer is not consistent with your August 9th memo. In your August 9th memo, you said that you signed on to that there should be a reduction, essentially, of about 9% of the white officers. That's 5,400. We have 5,400, you know, too many white officers. And this is the real impact, I think, of 
this desire of the administration, I'm saddened to see this in this memo, of this, of this obsession with sort of race-based politics being interjected into our military. How did you come up with the percentage of 67.5% of the officers should be white? And how did you come up with 13% should be black? And how did you come up with 10% should be Asian? And how did you come up with 1.5% should be American Indian and Native Alaskan? How did you come up with 1% being Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander? And how did you come up with 15% of our officers should be Hispanic or Latino? Senator, that is based on the, uh, that memo is on application goals, not the actual makeup of the force. So he's saying it's just the application. We only, we want the applications. Mm -hmm. But that isn't really true because they did talk about how they want a reduction in the number, mm -hmm. in the percentage of officers who are white. I, I, listen, I, I have nothing against Native Americans. I'm a little bit Native American. Um, not not going to brag, but <laughs> the last thing you think of when you think of Amer Native Americans are Air Force officers. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's not racist. It's just that doesn't tend to be the career that Native Americans go for. No, no. Alaskan like like we need one point one percent to be Alaskan Eskimos. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. The next thing is, Max, is people that have the kind of education and skills to, to fill that position, like, bring them to me. How many are there? Like, if there were, if we had to actually find them, right, and then put them in that position, what do you think the total number actually is? It's got to be really low, right? I mean, it's hard enough just to fill those positions with people with, you know, if they didn't have any color, right? You would just be looking yeah. for the skill set and the education for it. It's hard to fill as it is. Now we got to go find that and create even more, you know, pieces of it that say, you know, this is, it's just going to be so hard to find next. They, they, they just don't exist is what I'm getting at here, right? They don't have the qualities. And it, it just blows my mind. Plus on the face of this again, Max, they're saying we need less white people. So they picked out a group and have said that, you can't join based entirely on the color of your skin, which is racist. How is that inclusive? How is that diversity? You're, you're, you're attacking a group with this window dressing of being inclusive. And it's not. It's like if you see the person behind it, they're, they're like pushing white people out and bringing anybody else in. It, yeah. it doesn't and, and make any sense. Get, you can only get the fellowship if you identify as a obscure gender. Yeah. Like not even just gay or lesbian. We're talking about like demigender, agender, um, pansexual. It's crazy stuff. It's just, it's wild. They need to, we need to ask ourselves, and we know the answer Is the United States Armed Forces the most powerful military on the globe? the strongest fighting force the world has ever seen. If the answer is yes, then the, and, and the answer has been yes for quite some time, the recruiting goals should be to keep the army the way it is. Not, yeah. not to say like exclude people for being of a certain race, but when your goal explicitly is to change the sexual orientation demographics to change the racial and ethnic demographics of 
the world's greatest fighting force, the greatest fighting force in world history. You you better know for a fact that that's going to make the army more lethal. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, if you were to ask me what is going to increase the lethality of the Navy, the last thing I would point to is drag queens. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it, 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 it's completely off. If you want, if you wanted to ask me that, I'd be like, oh, people who are, who really like the open sea. I mean, like, that's like a really easy answer. If you want to make yeah. the Navy better, like prioritize people who know how to swim. Yeah. Right. I, to... <laughs> and that, that's like a basic, a basic, like people who don't get seasick. Right. That's just the most basic level. No, no. We need men who wear pantyhose for fun. Damn it, you bigots. <laughs> I, I I just don't get it, Max. I mean, wouldn't stupid. we want the meanest, so stupid. strongest, fastest, smartest people out there in the military? I mean, there's a reason we say that we try to go for the best of the best. And if the best of the best is, you know, a bunch of cross, you know, drag green queen wearing stuff i don't care as long as they're the best of the best but usually that demographic doesn't fill that role you know what i mean i mean how often do we do we hear people on that side say things like well we need to feminize men and yeah. do we want a bunch of feminized men inside of a a world where you require extreme masculinity in order to to complete missions in order to complete the work you know and what's sad is that so, that may be all that's left in a generation or two so while we are focusing on bringing in more drag queens, this is a Russian school. Look what they're teaching. That looks like an AK. AK-47. They are teaching kids how to field strip these guns as fast as possible. And that, that's not even a field trip. That's a complete disassembly. Assembly, yeah. This is that's faster than I can do it. A, the AK bolt. Oh, now the next person has to put it back together. A little relay. Max, we wow, can't he, even he get four H clubs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm yeah. impressed by this. This is faster, great. Faster than me. Faster than me. And I love the AK platform, but man, look at. There's nothing fun about trying to get the AK dust cover on. It's no. not fun. This but is Max, what look they at are American teaching. schools. At American schools, we can't even get money for 4-H clubs to have archery because it's too dangerous. When's the last time we talked? Well, no, they just reversed you know, that. They just reversed it. Did so they? That was, that, was, that was a thing that passed this past year, which basically prohibited any federal funding from going to a school that had archery, hunting, or marksmanship programs. So schools yeah. had to drop their teams completely. A bipartisan group in Congress just got rid of that. Thank but God. the damage is done. It's been a whole yeah. school year mm -hmm. of kids not being allowed to complete compete in trap shooting or archery or hunting on the basis that it sh just shouldn't be allowed at all. And that's never going to come back because nobody's training in it anymore. You, you would have to start all over again. It's going to take decades just to get us back to a place where we could get these shooting teams back. And, and they're not back. Since when has it been a bad thing to exercise your Second Amendment right at school in some not, way, right? Not just Russia. They're doing it in China. Just as fast. Look at that. Look at that. 
it is not a coincidence that they are both teaching their kids to do the same exact stuff. Stuff, yeah. Why aren't we? Assembling, disassembling. While we are focusing on diversity, equity, inclusion, they are focusing on how quickly can you assemble a firearm? How quickly can you disassemble a firearm? Field strip it, clean it. That's that's for a reason. Because God forbid there is a war, it won't be a dance-off, Josh. Mm -hmm. It won't be mm -hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Nope. Won't be has not gonna walk, makeup. Not, not going to walk the catwalk mm -hmm. and ask the audience which man's prettier. It's going to be a fight. With and weapons. they're preparing for it, we're not. Right. Their kid, their children are being taught how to put weapons together. They'll have an entire cohort of individuals that come out of every school year that will be trained and educated on how to use, fix, assemble, disassemble a firearm in lightning speed. They're not allowed to own them. But they are allowed to know how to disassemble them, assemble them, fire them yeah. as fast as possible. And when you so go to war, they just put a gun in your hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or in the case of Russia, historically, they give one person the gun and one person the ammunition and say, yeah, no. And then the... <laughs> and when the gun guy dies, pick up his rifle. Right. Um, or the bullet guy. Yeah, yeah. no. It, it just, this is the, the madness of, this is the madness of the Biden administration's narrative that the United States is the most, uh, lethal fighting force because it is the most diverse fighting force that somehow it is diversity itself that makes, it makes it more lethal this is the image this is an image that has been around for a while now the biden administration is very deliberately promoting within within the ranks and putting it out in front of the american people how many trans officers are in the military now which um again that doesn't really speak to lethality but okay and something i found very interesting in europe now about a quarter of all of nato country defense ministers are women which nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all i question whether this has happened organically though um because traditionally a country's national defense has traditionally been entrusted to male soldiers or men who have gone through the entire ranks of the military, reached general, or have experience with the military, right? Um, this feels forced. Does this feel forced at all to you? It feels like it's being made for TV. It's being made for photos. There, there's more of importance on looking like we're diverse than they are in fighting or preparing for war. So yeah, it, it feels like that... They've just and been fed these and, positions. And listen, maybe, maybe look through this this uh, this image. Maybe these are the greatest killers that Europe has to offer. The most lethal war fighters. It's entirely possible, right? Um, it doesn't feel that way. And when yeah. you see these nominations and confirmations get announced. The first thing that comes out is to celebrate that the position's now held by a woman or mm -hmm. uh, another minority group. It isn't 
the celebration isn't we just named the best possible person to the position for the job. Uh, it, it just it, this stuff has always felt really forced to me. And considering how these NATO countries aren't really contributing as much of their GDP towards defense as they're supposed to, and they're relying on the United States to uh, protect them, it doesn't feel like they're really in it. To that win they're it. taking yeah. this as seriously as they should. Um, but who knows? Maybe this will change now that, now that Russia is steamrolling through Ukraine and has its yeah. sights set on other European countries. Like, yeah. We'll I mean, Poland's probably next on the list once they roll through Ukraine. And it's highly likely. I mean, I don't see them being able... It's either going to be a long, protracted war, or Russia's going to finally push and push hard. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you ever seen the that's what we're video, going to see in the world. Have you ever seen the video talking about, like, the ultimate goals that Russia seems to have? If you look at the map, there are strategic points across Asia, Eurasia, and Europe where there are ways like through the mountain ranges, there are these passes and it appears based on everything that Vladimir Putin has done, that Russia is trying to retake control of that the Soviet union had them all, which yeah. basically controls the funnel of how you bring land troops into the Soviet union, into Russia. Yeah. So if you control those bottlenecks, you can actually defend yourself. Whereas if you don't, you can't. Um, so yeah. your, Ukraine is one of those bottlenecks that if you control Ukraine, you can control the ability of foreign mm -hmm. armies to move through Ukraine into Russia. Um, there are a lot of those in a lot of countries that would prefer <laughs> there are other countries on the list. Um, yeah. his, historically, Russia has wanted Finland. Something yeah. fierce. Yeah. Like, uh, that has been... That whole arctic the, circle up there yeah. they want alaska they want yeah. finland they, they want the netherlands they, yeah. they want it all so we'll, we'll see they're making we'll towards see. it max i mean that's what we're facing you know every time we sit here we talk for the, we think to ourselves it can be a group or an individual that's, that's making these choices and enforcing things to happen but boy it just seems like the plan is lining up to weaken us with every single move like the marketing to get some of the weakest soldiers in there and i that's just oh. an opinion on my own because they. You bigot. The, I, I, Max, <laughs> when is the last sorry, time you saw that group? Now, when when's the last time you saw some of those diverse groups take up weapons of war? You know what, what? I mean? Yeah. Do you see them out there training and, and I have shooting? Nothing, and, and I have nothing against. I have nothing against people of all walks of life, all ethnicities joining the military. It just seems really strange for the army instead of trying to get the best workers just to get the most diverse soldiers possible as if that is somehow more important than marksmanship right yeah. or being built like a tank or hand hand fighting or, or being able smart enough to code yeah. things right i mean i want those and yeah. i would just want the people that are being best able to positions. fly a plane yeah being able to fly a jet like forget about that no we we want Chemists. pacific islanders I just want the best for the job. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your color is. Just give me the best. And sometimes the best fall into a demographic. They they, they do. I mean, you, you get these big, large men who want to fight more, right? And that, that's what I we're do looking like, at. I do find it very humorous, the thought of going to war with Russia, but instead of it being a military conflict, it being a uh, Dance -off. RuPaul's drag race. Oh, we'll win.
You, you give us what your you best drag us? queen, and we'll give you our best drag queen, and they're going to walk it off. Oh. They're going to strut their stuff. Well, and whoever, whoever has the best stuff, mm-hmm. they, that country wins. I love it. I mean, who do you think we're going to handpick for that one? I don't know. We got to pick our our best warrior on this. I mean, apparently, apparently, he's in the navy already. I don't don't know. know. He's on a ship. I don't know. I don't know. Could you imagine like entertainment? You know, the list coming out in your email, and it's like tonight's show will be David Johnson dressing up as a woman and dancing. I mean, five percent will probably show up. It it does kind of further call into question the leftist narrative that only the military should be trusted with weapons. Right? <laughs> when you see that instead of, in like, that on its own is completely false. The American people have the right to own weapons to defend themselves, right? And we are all part of the militia to act- that will actually be called upon to defend the United States, God forbid, if there is a war here. But in a world where the military was recruiting the best marksmen, the best warfighters, then you could maybe say, hey, you know what? They probably would be the best. Don't agree with it, but they probably would be the most trained. But in reality, that's not even what they're doing. They're saying, oh, we want to recruit more women who had two mommies growing up. That's going to make the world, the military more lethal. We want to recruit more drag queens. Should not, make the world a safer place. Strangely, only in the navy. <laughs> oh, no drag in queens. No drag queen recruitment in any of the other ones. Strange. Wow. And we need to make sure that there are fewer white officers in the air force. That just blows me away. It's just so racist, and, the, and they think it's diverse, right? They're using a, something that is inherently racist to promote diversity. Yeah. It, it's the biggest debacle i've ever heard of i mean it, it's that's gonna be the next shoe to drop total hypocrisy when you look at the supreme court case that dealt with harvard and it's uh it's application it's the discrimination for college mm-hmm. applications mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were shot that was shot down the supreme mm-hmm. court there's a little footnote where they say this rule does not apply to the military because the military's uh gender and race Recruitment quotas were not brought up before the court. Uh, Footnote doesn't say that it's completely different. It was just that that was not an issue presented to the court in any of the amicus briefs or by any of the parties. So there are now cases working their way through challenging racial quotas in the U.S. military academies. Wow. Yeah. Which, if they go down, that would apply to recruitment as well. Um, which only seems reasonable in in a world where we're not supposed to discriminate on the basis of race. It Mm -hmm. seems really, really weird that the military Mm -hmm. is allowed to be racist. It's allowed to be racist in pursuit of a post-racial military. Yeah. All in the name of diversity. Yeah. Total hypocrisy. I mean, it, it sounds crazy and it, it will go down and then there will probably be even more people in the streets calling for the heads of people but well it'll be interesting to see what happens i mean my testicles don't make me any less of a woman you sure do they i don't know well, the it's thing back. Is, guys, it's back <laughs> like it's not even funny so when you look at, i was like, so ready the... i was so ready to put that back on the screen i was waiting <laughs> max have you so have you looked at some of the data like the difference between 
uh, elite athletes, men and women. Uh, you don't and even it, need to look at the data. They had a UFC fight, and the woman fought the biological man, and he cracked her skull. I know. Biologically speaking, it's called sexual dimorphism. Yes. Meaning that... Men and women are different. Different, and they're bigger. <laughs> they just are. And it, it just blows me away that there's this all this inclusion. And it, you're just... But the difference between elite athletes is only like 10%, 5% in some cases. But that 10%, that 5% is so huge. It's the difference between me being 230 pounds and somebody else who's a fighter. It's, it's a woman being 120 pounds and going at it, right? They, they can't reach those weights. They can't reach that strength, not without some sort of chemical enhancement. And when you fill an army with a bunch of people that just don't fit those roles, you're not going to have strong fighters. You're not going to have some of some of these people like the endurance side of it too like men outpace women so much more yeah that's so important when you have a fighting force is how long can they fight how long can you keep moving that's why there's only been like one or two women that have ever passed the u.s navy seals or army rangers test i don't know if there's yeah. been a woman seal but their, their bodies just aren't built for that right but they do live longer because they're the ones responsible for reproduction did you did you see this thing when it broke? Yeah, I sure did. In Swampscott, Swampscott in Massachusetts as a whole, they have this this uh, equality rule for sports. That if a sport is uh, if if like for field hockey, if a school only has a women's field hockey team, men are allowed to play on field hockey too because you can't tell a man that he can't learn how to play field hockey. In Swampscott, a man played field hockey against women and hit the ball and knocked the poor girl's teeth out. Smashed her face, man. Smashed her face, knocked her teeth out, picking up the teeth off of the ground. This is not normal. It is not normal to have men, athletic men, just playing against athletic girls. That is, it, it is not normal for girls just to get their teeth knocked out playing field hockey. Mm -hmm. Possible, but not normal. It is mm -hmm. not coincidence that this happened after a male hit the ball. But, you know, it's more important to be diverse than it is safe. Oh, I guess that's the... Oh, you did it again, didn't I? I'm trying <laughs> not to be. I'm working on it. Uh, I, I really uh, am, Max. But that's I, one of my favorite bits. Josh, you bigot. <laughs> stop, stop being so rational, damn it. Like, I, I train a lot with martial arts, and there will be times when I'm teaching a class or something, and I, I cannot put them in with the women. Because some of the guys yeah. are like 280 pounds max. Yeah, yeah. And if they hit me hard, I'm crumbling. I'm not going to put them up against a 110-pound woman. No. I'm just not. I don't want to see well, that. You, like, if you're you, wrestling you, and grappling, you want, you'll crush them. You, you want her to learn how to do that. You bet. But not do. by just throwing her into the fire and saying, Correct. good luck, figure it out. You bet. Because um, we do encourage women to fight men because yeah. you have to learn how to fight that strength, right? Yeah. You want to learn to use it against them for the most part. But... If we're just sparring, I'm not going to put them together, right? I don't want the accident to happen because what's a light punch for a dude can, can break the face of a woman. And I mean, like, cause major damage. And it doesn't take much in fighting to get when the technique works, yeah. the technique works, right? Yeah. And it's a well, reason that, we separate. That's them. the whole the, the whole point of the technique, though, is to teach grappling and teach people how to use their body weight against their opponent. So that they can defeat people of different sizes and shapes and statures. Yeah. 
Um, Absolutely. No, you can't just say. I, I was watching a video of a, of a, of a girl who was uh, doing mar at a martial arts tournament, and unbeknownst to her, she was fighting a male, a biological male, who identified as a woman, and she won. But she had the right to turn it down if she wanted to, and they no. didn't share her share it with her. Oh wow! So, yeah, she by by wow. the rules they're supposed to tell the girls yeah. you're about to fight a biological man. If you want to bow out, you can. They didn't tell her, and wow. so if he had been much better than her, she could have gotten really hurt. Yeah, because fortunately she had the skill, right? Yeah. I mean, skill always trumps strength, but try to take on somebody that's really heavy, right? Just yeah. they can just lay on you sometimes and crush. She got him you. to tap. She got him to tap out, which was which Perfect. was really cool. But um, it could have gone completely differently. Yeah. Well, we were out of time. Yeah. Give you a last word. There are there's a reason why we've spent so much time separating men and women is because some of us are just bigger than others. Our bodies are different. There is there are differences between all of us. And that's the way we were made. And society is now creating a bunch of social constructs to say that you're all the same and it's not true. And to be completely fair too, the predominant reason that we have stopped men, uh, boys and girls from sharing the same bathrooms and locker rooms in high school is to prevent pregnancies. Um, you put a bunch of naked boys with naked girls in the same bathrooms and locker rooms and showers. Stuff happens. Yeah. Nature always calls. No, nah, but no. So, damn it. I, I, that was me being a bigot. Sorry. Men and women are, are exactly out? the same. Am I'm, I rubbing off on you? We're going to get you out. some pills. We're, we'll get you on a, uh, like an I, I need to get one of those thing. signs just like the white woman. I apologize. Right. Oh, the only one to hold up a sign with an apology just was the white person. Man. So That's someone it. did a gender swap on me on a picture one day. And it turns Ooh. out I'd make an ugly woman. So, <laughs> like everybody else is beautiful, and it got to me. <laughs> it was awful. I would make smash or pass. Or the pass. Well, that's it for this edition. If you like the podcast, subscribe to the audio edition and on YouTube and Rumble. Those links are in the description. Um, check it out. There's other ways if you want to help support the show. Um, we'll be back next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So tune in for that. As always, my name is Max McGuire. Uh, I'm Josh Hammerling. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all step and fight together. See you next time. See ya.